Hey, beautiful friends. Welcome to the Savor Podcast. We're so excited for you to join us today as we dive into the goodness of God together. Our hope is for you to be encouraged, challenged, and entertained as you listen to hosts Stacy and Suzanne, along with special guests as they have honest and real conversations about how to savor God's word as they grow in their relationship with Christ. We hope you'll encourage a friend or two to listen with you so you can keep the conversations going. We're all about community here. Hey, hey, welcome to another episode of the Saver Podcast. It is, I think, officially fall. I don't know if the first day of fall happened as of recording this. It's like October 2nd. I think so. I think the first day of yeah. fall was in September. Oh. <laughs> well, I've seen everybody like online's like, welcome to fall. Maybe f- for us here in the South, we don't really... I don't Say know. it's fall till October? Probably not. Just like summer, the first official day is like June 21st. Yeah, that's, and we've been in summer for months by then. That's why I live in the South, because I want to live in summer all the time. My heaven will be summer all the time, 100 degrees all the time. All the time. Mm-mm. I love fall and spring. Okay. What's your favorite things that you're enjoying about fall right now? Like folly. <laughs> your fall favorite, Stacy. Well, I don't think either of my favorite things right now have anything to do with fall. Um, I'll tell you about my favorite podcast and my favorite candle right now. How about that? Okay. So right now, that means like in this week or two, uh, the podcast I've been listening to is called The Rule of Life Podcast, and it is by a guy, um, done by a guy named John Mark Comer. He wrote Ruthless Elimination of Hurry, and he's done a couple of other things. And he's basically investigating what Jesus did and some of the disciplines Jesus applied in his life. And so uh, there are several seasons on it. There's one on solitude. There's one on fasting. There's one on Sabbath. There's one on prayer, community. So they're really good. So that's kind of what I'm digging in my podcast life right now. Okay. And what's your favorite fall candle? My favorite fall candle is Tiki Beach. Which is so fall. I mean, y'all, when everyone is like, I love all the pumpkins. And shout out to all of you wonderful people who have been giving Suzanne pumpkin things. She's loving it. And I appreciate the fact that she's enjoying all the pumpkin stuff. But uh, no, Tiki Beach, it's like the best smelling candle. I had someone over at my house last night and he picked it up and he smelled it. And I was like, it's so good, isn't it? Don't you just picture white beach, blue water? Like, don't you imagine the most beautiful beach? And he was like, yeah, it's a nice smelling candle. And I was like, it's the best candle in the whole world. You're like the lady from Bath and Body Works. (laughs) (laughs) Stacy and I were recently at um, Bath and Body Works because they had their candles. They had some candles on sale. Yes, they did. We we love their candle sale. And um, one of the ladies that worked there was, uh, she said she was one of the chemists who makes the scents. And she was very enthusiastic about her job. Stacy and I could be in the corner. And the next thing I know, the girl is standing beside me. She's like, oh, you like that one? Smell this one. You're going to love this one. Yes. Um, So that's probably how that guy felt last night. I know. He was like, I was just trying to make small talk. And I'm like, it's the best smelling candle ever in the whole world. You know, because a lot of people this time of year will burn all of their cinnamon and their apple and their pumpkin. Not me. It is full on summer mode still in my house right now. It smells good though. Yes, I do love it. Except the other night I came in and I had left it burning for a couple of hours. I know. I've done that before too. In fact, one time Jeremy was like, you're done with candles. No more candles for you. I know. I was like, oh my gosh. I opened the front door and all I could smell was like Turks and Caicos full on. Like, I've done it. I've done it. Yep. 
And I did quit for a little while. I went to essential oils in the diffuser instead of candles because I was like, well, if I leave that on, my house isn't going to burn down. But that just was too much work. So it is. You're constantly having to fill that thing up with water water. and drops and yeah. And we're not into all the work. And we're lazy. (laughs) That's right. Actually, we're going to talk about not being lazy today. You want to stay and listen all the way to the savor moment at the end. Some of you are going to hear our savor moment and you're going to just roll your eyes at me and others of you are going to hear the savor moment and you're going to be like oh yeah I want to try that so um, that's a little teaser for you to now don't stop and fast forward us all the way to the end and and if you're listening to us on one and a half speed which is how I listen to my podcast I can only imagine how fast my voice sounds on one and a half speed I'll never forget I had no idea when I first started listening to podcasts this was probably four years ago and I had accidentally got it on high speed or something and so they were like and I was like what is going on I was like, I just thought my my app was broken until yeah. I told you that. And you were like, no, dummy. You. <laughs> I didn't call no. you a dummy. <laughs> no, you didn't. I'm kidding. Um, I called myself that. But yes, I didn't know for a while you could listen to it on different speeds. I know. I listened to all of mine on one and a half. Except yeah. I don't know how anyone would listen to me or you really. No. We both are kind of high energy, yeah. fast talkers. Yeah. So... Anyway, but we're not going to talk fast today. We're going to slow the moment down and uh, get into the book of Ephesians. Yeah, so we're continuing on our little journey in Ephesians. Um, We did the little intro last week and kind of prefaced where we're going to be going the next couple episodes. So today um, we're talking about Ephesians 1 and 2. Yeah, so today we're going to dig into Ephesians 1 and 2. And Suzanne, do you have Ephesians chapter 1, verse 1 in front of you? Maybe read verse 1, 2, and 3. Okay. Uh, Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by the will of God, to the saints in Ephesus, the faithful in Christ Jesus, grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. I mean, y'all, we could just camp there for the next three or four weeks, don't Mm -hmm. you think? Mm -hmm. It's rich, rich. Like, literally, you open the letter that Paul wrote to the church at Ephesus, and it just starts dripping with richness throughout. And one of the things that I think really stood out to me is first of all, and Paul does this often in his letters, the way he introduces himself, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God. And I love that he has no problem declaring that he's an apostle because, you know, sometimes like, at least for me, and maybe you can speak to this a little bit, for a long time, it was hard for me to accept that I preach the word of God. Like it was really hard for me to kind of say, yeah, no, that's what I do. But now it's it's not of me. Like the Lord gave me a gift to do that. And so I love how he says, I am an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God. So I, Stacy McLean, preach the word of God by the will of God. It was not of my own self. It is something God gave me. But for me not to stand in that or for the apostle Paul not to stand in who he was is not doing justice to 
what God has for him or has for us. So that alone right there is a word to preach. Somebody needs to know, listen, don't shy away. If God's given you a gift and you see affirmation in that gift and you see it being confirmed, step into that. And it's not boastful to say, oh, I have the gift of hospitality. I am the hospitable hostess, you know, or whatever it is. Stand in that and don't shy away from it. That's, a, that's really good. Uh, I think that's something that we hear a lot. And that's something that I've struggled with myself. Um, just I think what we see a lot now is referred to as this idea of imposter syndrome. Like I'm, I, I, I just feel like I'm a fake if I say that. Like, y- y- you know, it just is foreign and that can't be who I am. And so I think that's, that's something that probably resonates with a lot of people. And so what a cool thing to kind of see, look, a, if the Apostle Paul can embrace that, then we all should be able to. Yeah. I love how you hit on the fact that it's the imposter syndrome because the great imposter, the great antichrist, Satan himself, would want nothing more than for us to tell us all the time, that's not who you could be. He's the accuser. He accuses all the time. And so he is the great imposter who's going to come to you. So if you're feeling like you have imposter syndrome, guess what? We all feel it. Like literally, Susan, do we not all feel, I mean, I know I'm speaking for us, Suzanne and I. Yeah, yeah for sure. I think it's, um, that's a cool point because if he is the great imposter, then of course he wants to make us all feel like we're not good enough to do whatever the thing is that God's called us to do. When what we're seeing here is that, um, and we'll see this throughout the book of Ephesians, is that it doesn't matter what, like that in us, because it's Christ in us through the will of God that does the thing. Yes, absolutely. So I hope that helps kind of free somebody today if you've been sitting in imposter syndrome. I mean, because especially if you are listening to this and you've only listened to Suzanne and I through the podcast and you don't know us, know us, like you don't come in my house and see all my laundry and all the dog hair, and you may have perceived some things about us or have an imagination about the way we live or what happens, and that's just not the reality. So if it'll make you guys feel better, I'll start posting some pictures of all of my laundry in my laundry room, the broken um, glass dispenser that has been sitting in the sink in my laundry room for two months. It's a huge (laughs) glass dispenser that's broken and I've been meaning to throw it out for two months. But uh, if you want pictures of any of that, because I know you guys are just dying for pictures of my dirty house, uh, you need to join us in the Saver community. We have a private face group Facebook group, and we'd love to invite you to be a part of that. So if you're interested in that, definitely check out the show notes or follow us uh, on Instagram, and you'll be able to find the link for that. And we would love to carry on the conversations about how we're, we're just real women who love Jesus, and we're just doing the thing every day. And some days it's with dog hair covered all over our sweatshirts and, you know, dirty dishes in our sink. But we're still showing up. That's so. right imposter syndrome and all the days the imposter syndrome comes we we still show up that's right and um that must really be a word for somebody listening today so receive that if that's you because this was not anywhere in our notes or outline for our show today i know i love that (laughs) and what you guys may not know is and oh we should do this one time we pray before we um 
record the podcast. And maybe next time we'll record the prayer and we can put that out so they can hear it because Mm -hmm. we pray for you guys. I mean, we don't always know you, but we pray for you and pray that the Holy Spirit meets you as you're listening to this because that is our deepest desire is to magnify the name of Christ and to spread his love and to help you along this journey. So, um, Having said all of that, we'll move past the first two or three words of, you guys are like, oh my goodness, are you sure this series is going to be over in a few weeks if we're going this slow and we're 10 minutes into a podcast and we're still on verse one? Yeah. Uh, But moving on, I love how the Apostle Paul identifies himself, and then I love how he identifies those that he's writing the letter to. And he says, it's to the saints who are at Ephesus and who are faithful in Christ Jesus. Circle that in your Bible. If you circle things, if you write in your Bible, highlight that, circle that. Remind yourself as we get into the letter later, uh, especially I think chapters four, maybe five, it's real important to remember who is he writing to. He is writing to the saints who are faithful in Christ. And it's interesting, I was having a conversation with a friend the other day, And it was a text conversation. She was texting me about, hey, what do you think about this idea that the phrase sinner saved by grace? Have you ever heard that phrase, sinner saved by grace? Yeah, we talk about it a lot. I think we talked about it at the the weekend. Did we? Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Well, our friend was on the weekend uh, trip with us. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Deanna, we just gave you away. (laughs) Uh, But... We were talking about this idea of a sinner saved by grace, because if you've grown up in the church or you've walked around church circles for a while, you've heard that phrase, and it always has rubbed me a little bit wrong, I guess, and I wasn't sure what it was. Yes, we were dead in our sin. That's what scripture says. But when we were dead, while we were dead in our sin, Christ died for us. And then when we have entered into relationship with Christ and we've come alive in Christ, we are no longer sinners. The Apostle Paul is not writing to the sinners who are faithful in Christ. He's writing to the saints who are faithful in Christ. And I just love that idea. I mean, that changes the way we think about ourselves because he's going to tell this group of people how to behave, how to act, how to do life with other people, what do relationships look like. And he's still saying, you are saints and you're faithful to Christ Jesus. And that word saint, I just love it because I looked it up. You know me, I love to look up a word and it means devout, holy one, consecrated to the service of God, godly, and dedicated. And I just think that is powerful. I don't sit around in the mornings when I'm thinking about myself and think, I am a holy one. I am devout. I am godly. I am dedicated and consecrated to the service of the Lord. But the reality is, if we are in Christ, that's true about us. Like That is the posture that we are to be, is devoted and to be devout, to be consecrated unto the Lord. I think you just made up a new word, and I like it. Devouted? Devouted, yeah. I like it. Devouted. I am devouted. Yeah, I I think that's such, you know, again, if we think about, like, why did we create that phrase? We're just sinners saved by grace. I love when our pastor says it on the stage because he always gets like a real country accent and if you know me I love to talk in a country accent he's like we're just sinners saved by grace you know (laughs) 
And I don't know why it's funnier when you say it in that, because I love that accent. But, you know, again, it's back to like, we have such a hard time embracing our identity in Christ Mm -hmm. for probably a lot of different reasons. But um, yeah, so that is just, again, I think a phrase that we made up to make ourselves feel better because we are sinners, but... That's not who we are at our core, right, in Christ. God has called us so many more things than sinners saved by grace. Yeah, and I love, continuing on, the Apostle Paul continues to remind them. So he calls them saints. And if we think that they didn't struggle feeling like, maybe I don't feel like I'm a saint either, we're crazy. That's why the Apostle Paul goes on to tell them in the next few verses who they are in Christ. And he, if you continue reading in Ephesians chapter one, I wish we had time to read all of it because it is so, so rich. But he tells them in Christ, you are chosen, you are adopted, you are blessed, you are redeemed, you are forgiven, you are sealed with the Holy Spirit. And he is reminding them because you are in Christ, this is what is true about you. Now live it out. Like it is already true about us, but I think at least there have been seasons of my life where I have not lived forgiven or chosen or blessed or adopted. And I have lived in anxiety and hopelessness Mm -hmm. and feeling overwhelmed. And I have to remind myself, the truth is when I am in Christ, these things have already been declared over my life. And because they've been declared, I can walk in them. Mm, yeah, for sure. I love that. Thinking about, do am I living forgiven? Yeah. Like maybe you've someone who's really screwed up. I mean, it would be easier to think of, raise your hand if you've never screwed up, because we've all screwed up, right? Yes. But are you able to live in that forgiveness? Because sometimes we get stuck in that shame and guilt, and God's like, no, 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 this is who you are, chosen, redeemed, forgiven. Yeah. Yeah. It's a but sweet, it's hard. sweet thing. It is, but it's so hard because when we are, especially the idea of being forgiven. So if you've struggled with something that you did and it really hurt someone you loved or it's had a lasting impact on your life, I think those are the things that are really hard to forgive most often. Um, you know, the things of like, I screamed at my kid, I can probably forgive myself because I'm like, hey, I'm really sorry I lost my temper. And that's kind of a, I mean, it's still important. You still need to apologize. However, on a side note, we talked about me throwing the fork at Emma. Emma's my oldest and uh remember you know Mm -hmm. you love that story I love that story so last night we were talking about it and my son said I don't actually remember that night and then he said wait a second was that the night we went downtown to get something to eat and I said yeah it's the same night you do remember the story I'll pay for your therapy later I promise (laughs) yes yeah but I think if you're someone who is struggling to forgive yourself because it's something that happened that had a lasting impact on people. Maybe it destroyed a relationship. Maybe it, you know, caused you to be severed from a situation that you really enjoyed or something. I think that's when it's hard for us to forgive ourselves because we are constantly reminded of the past. And that's why I love scripture that says, you know, when we ask for forgiveness, he forgives us completely and he removes it as far as the East is from the West. He does not keep record of our transgressions. They have been blotted out by the blood of Jesus Christ. And so when you remind yourself you are forgiven in Christ, don't think about forgiveness in the way that we think about forgiving someone when they say something rude to us or they hurt our feelings. Literally blotted out, covered, 
to be remembered no more. Christ does not keep a record of our wrongs. So I think that's a powerful way to think about the idea of forgiveness. Yeah, and it also will lead us into kind of that idea that we were talking about. We've all, uh, we, we have all been sinners, right? We've all fallen from the grace of God. Um, but in chapter two, he kind of starts off reminding us that because we can't forget, though, that that is, because that reminds us what God did for us. Like, how did we go from being, like he says in chapter two, dead in our transgressions mm-hmm. and sin and to being alive in Christ. Yeah. It was through the blood of Jesus, through the blood of Christ that made us these things. And so we need not to cheapen those things that he calls us because it cost him something. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I love, love that. And I love how the Apostle Paul, you'll see him do that throughout the book of Ephesians. He'll declare all of these things and then he'll kind of put them in contrast of something else. And so in chapter one, he's reminding them of who they are. And then in chapter two, he goes into, you know, where they came from. And and I, I mean, he says in verse two specifically, he says, you formerly walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, of the spirit that is now working in the sons of disobedience. And so just an FYI, when he's talking about the prince of the power of the air, he's talking about Satan and the sons of disobedience are those who are outside of Christ. So he's saying to this group of people who he's called saints that you used to walk in this way. You used to do that, but now you don't do that anymore, but you used to be a part of that. And um, I think it's an interesting phrase, the prince of the power of the air, to just talk about there is power that the enemy has and he can send kind of, uh, waves or wind, you know, he can blow through with winds of confusion or hopelessness, but we are not controlled by that anymore because of who we are in Christ. And then if you jump down to verse four, I, it's like, it's the best, but I've ever read. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Verse four says, but God being rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us. I mean, but God being rich in mercy. And I just think that's so beautiful to think about the richness of the mercy of God. Isn't that a powerful thought to reflect on? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love those couple verses for sure. And it kind of, this this goes back, and I know we'll get into it. I might be jumping ahead. I don't know. But um, this is where he talks about it's by grace that you've been saved mm-hmm. and not by works. And so we kind of alluded to that when we did the Saver Short a couple weeks ago. This is where we're talking about that justification. There's nothing that you did other than saying, I want to be a part of your, I want, I want you, Christ. Yeah. Um, to, to earn that. It's because of his love for you and because he's rich in mercy and he's full of grace. Yes, he is. And if you jump backwards in chapter one, I know we're kind of jumping around, but in verse seven, it says in him, talking about in Christ, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of his grace. And so you'll see that kind of happen over and over again, where he talks about 
but God being rich in mercy and then the riches of his grace. And so that idea of the riches just means to show kindness or concern for someone in serious need. Mm -hmm. Like that's really what it's translating there because before Christ, we all had a serious need. We were all dead before we gave our life to Christ, but now we are made alive in Christ and it's his rich mercy that is shown to us. And I just think that is a, a really beautiful picture of how he can show his rich mercy to us. Yeah. And this might seem like elementary. I don't know. But I just think about a lot of times when I'm studying and I think about when I first started reading these things, like there's no shame in that at all. And so I'm not embarrassed by it, but I would be like dead in my train. I was not dead. I'm alive. Like I'm literally here, flesh and blood. And these really just saying, you know, spiritually dead, spiritually Mm -hmm. dead, which will lead to death, actual physical death. Yeah. But I mean, that's what he's saying to the people who he's talking to are obviously still alive, that they're spiritually dead. And some of us are living spiritually dead. And what does that look like? It looks like no hope, no joy, none of that. But if you are in Christ, there are things like hope and joy and abundance um, that we can experience because of our relationship with Christ, not the circumstances around us. So to me, like that, maybe that helps somebody when you're reading it. Like, I know that seems simple, but spiritually dead is what he's talking to these people who are obviously weren't dead because they're alive. Yeah. 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 I think that's such a good point because I think it is hard to understand that because we think in very concrete terms Mm -hmm. and we don't think in spiritual as much, but we are spirit, body, and soul. Like we are that combined and we can't really separate it. Like there's never a part where my body is somewhere and my spirit is somewhere else. Like it's all me all the time. Um, But there was a time when I was spiritually dead Mm -hmm. and, but God being rich in his mercy has made us alive in Christ. And I just think Romans two, four talks about this too. Like we have a serious need for God, especially before we come into relationship with Christ. And Romans two, four says, do you think lightly of the riches of his kindness and his tolerance and his patience, not knowing that the kindness of God leads you to repentance. Mm -hmm. And it's like, don't take lightly the riches of his kindness, the riches of his grace, the riches of his mercy and his patience, because it's his kindness that is going to lead us back. So when we are his children and we are forgiven and we are redeemed and we are set free and we are chosen and adopted and beloved and sealed with the Holy Spirit, all of those things are true. But for some of us, we're living in a pattern of sin and we don't feel any of those things. Mm -hmm. And so we become more and more separated from God. And if that is you, go back to Romans 2, 4 and read that verse and let that verse minister to you because God in his riches, in his kindness, in his rich mercy, in his rich grace, it's leading you back into a time of that repentance. And so, um, again, that's just kind of on a side note, but I think it's just so beautiful to think about his rich mercy. And um, if you flip down to Ephesians 2.7, Suzanne, you have Ephesians 2.7. Can you read that to us? Sorry, you guys, I'm throwing her right on the spot. No, no, you're good. But I, um, let's see, I'm going to start in six though. Okay, go for it. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus, 
in order that in the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches of his grace expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. Mm. I mean, that basically is summing up what we've been talking about. That idea of just the richness is this abundance of possessions. It's, I mean, and it exceeds like the particular norms of the society. So to think about the idea of the richness of God, it is abundantly more than you could think or imagine. And he actually talks about that in Ephesians, about the abundance of God. But it's interesting to me when I started doing a little bit more research on that word riches, when it talks about riches, like God's his riches and kindness is, you know, but God being rich in mercy, rich in grace, it's always in a very positive light that it is abundantly more. But when we see riches talked about for humans, it is almost always in a negative connotation. If you go look in Mark 419 or James 5, 2, or I mean, there's a dozen places that you can look up the word riches and the deceitfulness of riches Mm -hmm. for humans, because we we are fallen and we do live in a broken world and we are not like God. And so it can be used in a negative way with us. And so I just thought that was an interesting concept that when it's talked about for in human terms, it's almost always used in a negative context because again, don't think lightly of the riches of his kindness. Don't take it lightly because it is done from a pure abundance and love that he has for us. And so often we do use our riches, whether it's our riches in our stuff or our time or our gifts. And sometimes, you know, we let pride get the best of us and we distort that. But I love um, that verse in Ephesians that just reminds us that while we were, you know, not in, while we were outside Christ still loved us and he has this richness towards us and he wants nothing but us to understand who we are in Christ. So I just thought that was really interesting. And then I would be remiss if I did not read um, the end of Ephesians because I thought it was so interesting. I If you guys don't know this about me, I write notes in my Bible all the time. I love, love, love to write notes in my Bible. I took that out of my mama's playbook, and uh, I will fight you, Tabitha. That's my sister for mom's Bible because I want it. I want it when she's not here. Um, But I just love... Oh, no, I can't. It's in um, Ephesians 3, but I still have to read it to you guys because I was talking, I was thinking about it. But in my Bible in Ephesians 3, because we've been talking about the abundance of God, Ephesians 3 ends this way. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly beyond all that we ask or think, according to the power that works within us as the power of the Holy Spirit inside of us, to him, to Christ be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. And um, back in August, I underlined that and I wrote that that is a prayer for Savor, like that that is my prayer for what we do at Savor Ministries. Did you, did, did you tell me that? What, when did you write that? August 8th. Oh, okay. So that's funny because I also write in my Bible, you probably told me about that. Um, but I have, um, prayer for saver six twenty three twenty three. 
Wow. And mine was 8823. Yeah. Y'all, that is a word from the Lord right there. And I think we saw some fulfillment of that last weekend or two weekends ago or three weekends ago, whatever it was when we went to Orlando. I went back and wrote on November 25th after, I'm sorry, September 25th after we got back that we saw his abundance. And um, I just think that is a beautiful thing to think about his riches are abundant and his riches are in grace and mercy and kindness. And because of that, we can stand chosen, forgiven, adopted, redeemed. And these first two chapters of Ephesians are just full of all kinds of theological truth about our identity in Christ. And I think that's probably the number one struggle. Honestly, for most women, I would say that's the, it's the underlying factor for the number one struggle that women have. Like if you're feeling hopeless, if you're feeling anxious, if you're feeling depressed, if you're feeling jealous, if you're feeling bitter, if you're feeling frustrated, a lot of it is because we lose sight of who we are in Christ. Yeah. And I, um, I think it's such a, it's, it's something that we can like verbalize and say, but do we embrace that truth? Is that a truth that we really believe and we live from that truth? That's the kicker. Like I can say all day, yes, I know I'm forgiven. I'm redeemed, restored, chosen, all those wonderful things. But am I living my life in such a way that reflects that that's something I truly believe? And, you know, at Saver, which is funny, we have these prayers here. You know, that's something that we're working on and we want to help women be able to um, practically embrace that truth in their life and what that looks like. So we've been working on some really exciting things. And if you um, want to get on a, a wait list um, for this, because we don't know when it's happening, we're hoping January, yes, right? Yes. And and we'll be talking more about that as it gets closer. Um, but we it will be something that we're offering to women and it'll be a limited amount of women. But I really do think if this sounds something that like pinged in your heart today, email us or message us or however you want to get in touch with us um, to say, hey, I want to I want to be on a on a list where I know when that's happening, if if struggling with embracing that truth, because I think that's the rub for most of us is we can say that Mm -hmm. and see it and read it. But can we live that? Yeah. from that. Yeah, practically how do we do that every mm-hmm. day? And that's really like you said, why we exist is because we have been those women who have had seasons of our life and I mean, I'm not talking about seasons like a decade ago. I'm talking about seasons like last year, you guys, <laughs> where we struggled and I shouldn't say we, I cannot speak for Suzanne, where I seriously struggled in this and I don't want another woman to have to go through that alone. And I um, know how much it helped to have Suzanne and other friends uh, help me, bring me back to that. So we definitely want to provide that. So we'll try to include a link in the show notes so that you can sign up to be on the wait list for um, what we're working on. And it's we're excited about what God is doing and kind of where he's taking us as a whole. Yeah, for sure. And I think that just what you said is so good because it doesn't mean that, you know, you you accept this and you live it and you never struggle again. I I could have, I mean, literally driving home from the retreat, I'm crying in the car talking about the good gifts that the Father has given me because that is a foreign concept to me. And so knowing I'm chosen, it's a lifelong thing, but learning and walking that out with other women is a powerful, powerful tool that you should have in your faith tool belt. 
Absolutely. <laughs> Can we call it a tool purse, though? Yeah. <laughs> your tool purse. <laughs> your satchel. Your satchel. I don't know. How about your crossbody? Your cross. Your Lululemon crossbody. <laughs> That's right. Actually, I have a Cotopaxi crossbody now. Is that what uh, it's called? No. I have no idea. Actually, it's a glorified fanny pack. Let's, let's not even go there, but I love it. I love yeah. it. And it's all bright, summery colors, so there we go. <laughs> okay. All right. We digress. I'm so sorry, ladies. <laughs> We are going to head into our savor moment. So we talked a lot about Ephesians 1 and 2, and kind of what Suzanne was just talking about is this is a lifelong process. So this reading these verses, you can't just sit down and read these verses and go, okay, I got that. I'm done with it. Like You should read the book of Ephesians every couple of months, honestly. I mean, it's good. It's six chapters because it is a slow process of working through this. And so today for our savor moment, we just want you to pause, pray, and pen. Just three Ps. Mm-hmm. Don't you love our good Baptist roots? I don't know. Your roots aren't Baptist, though. No, they? they're not. They're, they're Catholic. <laughs> they're Catholic. There was, okay. There, was, there wasn't a lot of pausing no (laughs) well just to stand up or sit down or stand up or sit down I love my Catholic friends I'm just saying yes so but we just want you to kind of pause and when we say pause we mean just just stop literally take a deep breath I think again I'm I'm learning about this and I don't know how I feel about it so don't quote me on this but the theology of the body is something that I'm learning and I'm so fascinated by it but I can't separate my mind from my physical body. Like, since we've been recording this, I'm having issues with joints and my mm-hmm. pain and everything. And so you've seen me kind of flex my arm because it hurts. So there's a there that's been running through my mind. So anyway, having said all of that, there's something about positioning our body or taking in a deep breath. Mm-hmm. And we know that the Holy Spirit is the pneuma, the breath. And so when we say pause, I'm just asking you to take a deep breath. And just sit in that for a second and then pray and ask the Holy Spirit to guide you as you read Ephesians chapters one and two. If you're like me, I'm a doer. So if my assignment is to read Ephesians chapter one and two, I'm just going to open it and read it. But I'm going to ask you today, pause, take that deep breath, pray, invite the Holy Spirit to illuminate it. And then as you read, underline, highlight, or write down any word or phrase that stands out to you. And ask the Holy Spirit to illuminate what the deeper truth is and how you can practically embrace that truth. And so because this is a longer process, this is something we don't want you to rush through. The recipe that we're going to give you is a long, tedious process. (laughs) Oh, so some of you may choose not to do it. Yes. But But you ate it on Sunday I did, and it was very good. Yes. Yes. So I have a recipe uh, for risotto, but this is a recipe that I have adapted over the years. A good friend of ours who now lives in California, she and her husband came over, or we went to their house years ago, and she showed me how to make risotto. If you've never made risotto, you should just go Google a video real quick on how to stir it because you have to stir it in like figure eight and if you're listening and you have no idea what the heck risotto is don't worry we love you girl it's all right it's just italian rice it's no big deal it's just italian (laughs) rice you know it is it is and if you can't stick this out they do make like quick 
like Mr. Ben's risotto. It's not going to taste anything like what this will taste like, but in a pinch, it'll it'll do. It will not do in a pinch. She's lying to you, ladies. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I can't speak to it because I've never done it. I don't eat risotto often because it, I'm, I've made it one time ever, and after it took me that long, I never made it again. But I think the process, the goal is seeing the process of this, that sitting in something and working in something with Christ yes. is going to be worth the richness because risotto is a very rich dish. It is yeah. so rich, ladies. So just real quick, I'm going to include the link to the risotto. But what I love about it is it's a cup of dry rice, basically, and you're going to uh, mix it in the pan. And then you're going to take an entire box of chicken stock and you're going to gradually add that chicken stock. And as you do that, this little cup of rice is going to grow and expand mm. because it is, absorbs all of that liquid. And then it gets this richy, really rich, buttery goodness. I'm telling y'all, I want some right now. It's so good. Um, and then at the end, we're going to throw in some pancetta and some tomatoes and some mascarpone cheese and some gorgonzola. And it is it's just rich. And when I eat risotto, I literally am like, thank you, Lord, for your rich kindness and your rich grace. And it is a process. It is not a quick thing when we begin to embrace his richness in our lives, but it tastes so good. It was good. I will say that it was very good. Okay, good, good. I'm so glad that you like that. You have really no other choice than to say it's good. No, uh, I would tell him. I'd be like, don't waste your time. Right. It, and I'll just tell you up front, it's about a 45-minute process, and you cannot walk away from it. So once you start cooking the risotto and adding the liquid, you literally are standing at the stove doing figure eights with your wooden spoon um, to keep the risotto continuously stirring. And so it is a commitment but so is walking with Christ. It's not easy. It is work, and it does take work on our part, but he has accomplished a greater work through his blood that was shed on the cross for the forgiveness of your sins, and he is inviting you in to taste and see that he is good, and those who look to him will have faces that are radiant and will not be covered in shame, and I know I need that. So um, that is what we're going to include. We're also going to include a link to join the Saver community over on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, or TikTok. Yes, or TikTok. And actually, the Facebook group showed up last, was that last week, with some really good looking recipes that they oh. were all sharing over there. So you want to come even if it's just for the recipes. Y'all, seriously, I mean... I was shocked at how many people shared their recipes. I can't wait to use. I think I I'm going to use some of them for our next mentorship. Oh, that that's a good do. idea. Yes. So if you're looking for good fall recipes because you're into all the fall stuff, I'm just kidding. I love y'all and your, and your fall loving selves. Um, if you're into that, then definitely check us out. You'll get some recipes and all kinds of good stuff. And maybe I'll even try and upload a video of me making some risotto. We'll see. <laughs> all right. We love you guys. Thank you for being with us today here at Savor. This podcast is a ministry of Crosstown Church. For information about SOAR Women's Ministry or Crosstown Church, please visit crosstownchurch.com or download the Crosstown app. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please remember to like, subscribe, or leave a review. This helps people find us.